Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. This is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we caught up with one of the stars of Superstars, uh, who uh, is over in Thailand, Brian Jacks. We did. We mainly us. talked about quiz shows involving babies. That's right, we you did. educated me on the past. Exactly got yeah. hijacked, as you'll discover. Uh, we had a slightly more serious chat with Kevin Hatch, our German football expert, um, around uh, fans returning, and Holland, of course, uh, uh, such a fine player um, and uh, who is he likely to uh, end up with next season That we, we deviated into that and Roger Hamilton Kendall um, is an Exeter City fan he has travelled to Barrow for the game in the EFL tonight and uh, he talked about uh, long distance love affairs watching his team I think he was the Exeter fan of the year a couple of years ago and that, is a, that is an accolade that certainly it? is very hard to get that one plus we had a bit of a chat uh, you got involved we ran out of a certain letter in the club shop here it all is Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, Paul. And the huge news that uh, Harry Kane has gone to training today. Man goes I'm to going to say he's gone to Tranmere. <laughs> he said yeah. he wanted a challenge. And Nigel Adley will be joining us later on. Talk about Absolutely. Mark Palios will be up as well. I'm Mike, sure about how Mike, they pulled off Mike, that coup. Mike Dean got <clears> in his ear after a game yeah. last season and said, listen, I've got a great opportunity for you I at Prenton Park. I won't book you. Exactly. If, um, so just the breaking news there. Harry Kane has gone to Tranmere Rovers. Well a lot of Friday everybody. night games. He can spend the weekend with the family it's perfect yeah, half man half biscuit we'll yeah. get them on this I mean the whole show's going to have to be completely <laughs> rewritten but that's I mean that's the beauty of live radio yeah. you plan a show then you have to rip it up as Harry yeah. Kane is going to Tranmere Rovers so yeah. he's gone to train man goes to work today it's the yeah. big breaking news all over you know social media and all the sports yeah, but we've TV not seen channels. any tw- Harry's always one for tweeting great to be back with the lads well mm. done boys at the weekend we were just saying yesterday it's been none of that As, you know he maybe doesn't want to upset City by saying well done lads great result but um, he's edging his bets but, maybe uh, maybe he maybe maybe just a tweet saying I'm back at training it's been okay yeah. is that what you want just not had the best time it's been a bit awkward I, just uh, great to be back with the lads although I don't actually want a beer but um, maybe it, even that if anyone has gone to work today mm. and, and believes it's sort of deserving of breaking news mm. just let us know we, yeah. can, we can break it we were quite happy to break gone to work today what, what would you tweet out <laughs> having gone to work today great to be back at work today 
Mm. Just four more days left. Um, so do let us know. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. I noticed the um, uh, National TV Awards are coming up oh, soon. Yes. And uh, the Entertainment Award has been renamed the Bruce Forsyth Entertainment Award. It does oh. seem a bit of a wasted opportunity. Surely it should have been called the Bruce Forsyth Entertainment Award, Entertainment Award, Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> That's what I want it to be, really. Who's it? up for it? Um, well, Ant and Decker, obviously. Okay, yeah, I've, I've quite not good, got the full runners and riders. I probably right. don't need them because um, I went to the National TV Awards. The TV Burt was up for it once, but oh, we were never. Yes. It was a public vote. We were never going to win. No, that. it was we deeply unpopular against... show. It, it? But, but you know, it, it, you just know. You know, you've got a, a certain constituency, and mm. you're not going to you're not going to see off. Um, also, you used to get lots and lots of people saying, "Vote for us, vote for us," and so it does become a little bit like that. So um, it's a very starry evening, though. I found myself sitting oh, next right. to. The so I'm sandwiched between Holly yeah. and uh, all the guys who put together Top Gear. Uh, oh, Andy, nice. I was having a chat with Andy, their uh, their producer. And did they talk to you or did they talk across you? I think I indulged in a bit of car chat. I didn't have a, a me and Holly didn't particularly bond. Did you turn but to, it was that sort of? Uh, it, did you turn to Jeremy Clarkson and say, "What do you drive?" Is yeah. that, was that your opening gambit? <laughs> no. But it was. It's a bit of a weird evening. It's a very yeah. strange. You're all kind of stuck in the Albert Hall, and then. And Trevor McDonald, he doesn't do it, but Trevor McDonald will come on and do like, uh, I wouldn't say, I went to the pub the other day and this fella, he would do like five minutes of gags. Really? Yeah, and he just, honestly, the writer's backstage saying, he's killing my material. But they, anyway, they only ever went to it once. That was enough. We retired to the pub once we realised we hadn't won. Like like the bad losers we were. Which newsreader would you most like to hear, you know, a tight five from? (laughs) Myra Stewart could do a tight five. Yeah. Hugh Edwards would do it. I imagine he'd do quite a, you know, I imagine he'd he'd Quite I think he. I think Hugh would do. Bubbins of, could workshop him, couldn't well, he? Yeah, I think Hugh. Would, Ellis. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be one-liners from Edwards. It would be kind of like those sort of long. He'd be like a storyteller. Hugh, yeah, I think. You if think it, he, he would? He'd say, like Max Boyce. Yeah. And yeah. You, you're going route one, are you? Okay. <laughs> I think so. Moira Stewart. I mean, Chummy. What do you think? Should go out there and just uh, slay it. Oh, absolutely. A bit what do you do? Of... Where are you from? Doing <laughs> exactly. all that stuff. What's your name, mate? Anyway, um, this is not going to get us anywhere. Um, I, I felt. I felt. I felt dirty last night. Oh, really? Um, Why? Because although we did talk to Hector Nunn yesterday about... uh, The snooker. The the snooker Mm. uh, yesterday. uh, And I I did find myself, like a lot of people did, going to uh, sorry ITV4 to watch the British Open snooker, which, with respect, I probably wouldn't have done on a Monday night normally. But, yeah, we'd feel a bit voyeuristic. But I thought, well, okay, look, there's some real edge to this game. And, of course, as soon as you turn over, there's no fist bump. From Rianne, yeah, there was a ooh, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, she, she, it was. Look, it was very, it was enthralling. She got back into the game. She had moments where she could have won it, and you know, you could sense the, the crowd were on her side. Um, but it was, it was, um, it was tense yeah, for everybody involved. Ten- I really felt for them. I felt for them, especially her, because you know she's in this situation. She doesn't want in a very personal situation mm. with him, and it, it's like being played out in public. So I felt a bit dirty watching it. But I still watch some of it. I didn't. I watched the beginning and the end. Um, so you're a massive hypocrite. I am a massive hypocrite. Yeah. I didn't say yesterday I wouldn't watch it, and I'm sure a lot. Of, I imagine their viewing figures, ITV4, were were pretty solid uh, last night. Was it competing with Love Island? Was it sort of like it was? It was one. <laughs> I or don't other? watch Love Island, so I wouldn't know. Okay, I, I see. Really not At no point during the snooker did one of them say, "I've got a text," no, and then <laughs> suddenly have to go and play snooker on a different table yeah. with another ex. That's what would have happened had it been in Love Island. No, quite possibly. But we're just interested to know. You know, you say the backdrop. 
backdrop to this is that they have had a child together and there's some serious issues that mm. they've fallen out over, of course. But sometimes you are reluctantly thrown together with an ex in certain circumstances. And so we'd like to hear your stories. We never got round to it yesterday. So if you were reluctantly thrown together with an ex, please do tell us your stories. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHNJ. Uh, James has been in touch to say, my friend Tom turned up to take his driving test and his ex was the examiner. Oh no! Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's fantastic. That that's amazing, like a little short it? film, isn't it? That's, that's, that did he pass? <laughs> well, this is a good question. I should yeah, ask. We, we, I we, we need to know, Jane, if you could let us know. A uh, left other... turn here, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, not bay parking. Not like that. Not yeah. like that. Oh yeah, no chance. No chance. No way did he pass. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The back of the uh, slightly difficult snooker match uh, last night in the uh, British Open. Um, we were interested in uh, those uh, awkward liaisons with your ex. Uh, Stu the Shrimper says, I bought a brand new house once, semi-detached house, moved into my new plot, plot 24, went to see new neighbours at 23. The attached house was my ex-wife. <laughs> There's your sitcom pilot, as we often say. John says, uh, I was uh, just on my honeymoon to Cape Verde. My ex-girlfriend and her entire family were on the same flight as us and staying at the same hotel. A bit awkward, says John. You know, you know, you go to the back of the plane to just stretch a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look out the window, <sighs> just stretch, stretch the calves. Oh, or just, you know, just walking down the aisle because yeah. you're just trying to move that way. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible luck. That is. Although, although... Next door neighbour is a longer term thing, isn't it? Yeah. Holiday in Cape Verde can just wasn't get actually, away with. It was a sitcom, wasn't it? My wife next door, long before your time. I think it has been a premise for a sitcom. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Hannah Gordon, I'm going to get the thousand yard stare. Can't remember it's who not played. Can't spread. remember who played the husband. Seventy one. Seventy one. Now uh, I'm, I'm taking you back in time. Our yeah. next guest may well uh, re- remember that uh, because last week Adam Peaty, who was obviously desperate to do a bit of reality telly or to do some kind of telly and get out the stop smelling of chlorine for a couple of months, just wizened hands. Yeah, man. yeah. He couldn't stand it anymore because he said, "Bring back superstars. I'm in." And Brian Jacks, uh, the man who strode it like a colossus when it was on TV. Um, he said, I'm in as well. He, he alerted us to that. Um, he joins us now. He, he lives over, he spends a lot of time over in Thailand now. Uh, good afternoon, Brian. Good afternoon, young man. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. I mean, so Adam PT, well, I mean, how many dips yeah, are you sorry, doing? All the listeners are okay. Oh, yeah, yeah we're, all we're, all, we're all keeping well, Brian. I mean, how many uh, dips and squat thrusts are you managing these days? Could you still hold your own if they brought it back? Well, I can still do, do my age, which is 25. Oh. I mean, 75, so <laughs> quite a bit longer. <laughs> I imagine you have looked after yourself, Brian. I see, I see pictures of you now and again, and I imagine you have, uh, you're have. you still in good nick. Yeah, that's the idea of me doing this, um, you know, this sponsored bike ride, because obviously uh, over the years of doing judo and you know, all, all the other sports, my back is not that strong, so I can't run. So I've been doing a lot of bike riding, and... Oh. Um, you know, we're doing this this sponsored uh, run um, to to raise money for food for the poor people here. I mean, this is terrible. Brian. Look, we've we got a problem with your line. We we we, and we know you want to sort of tell people about this, so we'll get you back in a couple of seconds on a slightly better line if we can. So, uh, apologies for that. Uh, uh, while we wait for Brian Jackson mm. on the subject of our Exeter fan who's arrived uh, seven hours early yeah. to Barrow, uh, and what is there to do in Barrow for seven hours? Uh, Chris says uh, recommends the library as well. Lots of people reckon Barrow Library. What's in Barrow Library? Yeah. Um, alternatively, books. Says, I'm guessing. Yeah, arguably. <laughs> uh, alternatively, Laser Quest is always a shout. And Chris says, especially in the summer holidays, easy pickings, he says. Really? Something from the fast show. But didn't somebody didn't somebody go and do an hour's laser quest mm. before in between because they had some time to kill before a match? On the text, yeah, it came up somewhere. I don't know if I've still got it. Um yeah, I can't see it, but yeah, someone definitely did. Came all the way all the way to Barrow and thought, what are we gonna do? Let's go to laser quest. <laughs> Why not? Get the adrenaline pumping, though, wouldn't it? It's a good workout. I had um, a Laser Quest anecdote, but I'll save it for later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ed tells us, the way matches back in the day, yeah, in the 60s and 70s, we used to get into the ground, we used to get to the ground about 3pm and play a match on the pitch until we were thrown out. That was evening kickoff. <sighs> you could just waltz onto the pitch and have a kickabout at 3 o'clock. Uh, I find that hard to believe, Ed. I thought the security must have been slightly better than that. <laughs> anyway, let's try Brian again over in uh, Thailand. Brian. Hello, hello there. That sounds oh, a bit better. Okay now. That sounds a bit better. So yeah, you were telling us you're telling us why uh, yeah, you, you, you're doing a bit. You're, you're trying to raise some money over, for people over in Thailand, yeah, but, aren't you? Yeah, basically, you know, we've been in lockdown now for five or six weeks. This third lockdown, wow. and uh, all the shops are shut. People, you know, the, the people here are very poor, as it is in any case, and uh, nobody's got any money. All the shops are closed. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna raise loads and loads of money to feed the poor people. Basically, I mean that's it. Um, um, Mark, um, who, who gingerly wrote my book with me, um, and I have organised a, a GoFund account page. Um, we're doing a walk event, you know, an event scheduled for the 29th of August. All my mates are joining in. I'm doing the bike ride because my back's not good. Uh, I can ride a bike. Um, I've been training every day on the bike for the last, like, nine months, and I reckon I could do four or 500 
kilometres, to be honest, but we're, we're just <laughs> putting it at 50 because people don't want to pay too much. Um, so how's, and how's the training? Yeah, great. Honestly, it's fantastic. I mean, as you know, I'm, I'm 75 in October, um, and uh, I, I keep as fit as I have, ever have been. I can still do 75 arm dips in a minute, uh, which is only 20, 20, 25 below my all-time best. So yeah. We're, uh, yeah, we're, we're planning to walk about 50 and ride about 50 and walk about 20 kilometres um, for the charity. Um, so it should be quite good fun because there's loads of people joining in. And fortunately, all my mates are, you know, are, are joining in with me. So it's really good, good fun. We will, uh, we'll t- from TSH and J and from our um, Twitter feed, we'll send out all yeah, the I've details. Yeah, I've sent out the page just now. Yeah, on my Twitter Max page has just well. done that. So hopefully, if people can help, run. Um, a, a number of our Olympians are coming back. A bit like Adam Peaty and being offered of um, sort of lots of uh, TV gigs. You came back after winning a medal at the Olympics and obviously did superstars. But off the back of superstars, I imagine you did a lot of. I imagine you did things like the Generation Game and lots of bits and pieces like that, a lot of showbiz stuff, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did through, through the keyhole. What's my um, um, who's baby? Um, what, this is your life. Everything I did, everything. Yeah. Wow, yeah. What did, was the second one? Yeah. Who's baby? It was a show called Who's Baby. Oh, yeah. what's, the, what's the what's the, I mean? Yeah. I, well, the kids they would basically you'd um, I think the kid would come on right um, and That's say exactly so. It, does mummy or daddy are is mummy or daddy a, a politician? Do they play sport? And then the kids would sit there and answer questions. You know, as kids say the funniest things. Right, I'm with you. And then a bit like then the parent would come out once the the panel of celebrities had um, somebody's going right. to bring it back. So somebody's going to bring Brian's, this back. It wasn't Brian's With baby Alan on Carr. the telly. It was like Brian had to guess whose baby. The... So, or was it was it your kids <laughs> that went on and the panel had to guess, or was no, it you on the no, panel? No, it was my it was my child that went on. Right, right. Yeah. and the panel had to guess whose baby it was. Yeah, that's oh, right. it. Yeah, did it they was, get? Did they guess? My, and I, I mean, we, I did through the keyhole. Um, I did everything. Uh, Celebrity squares, the whole, the whole lot, <laughs> uh, Bruce Forsyth show, yeah. everything. It's um, just, did you enjoy yeah, all we, of that? Did you? Did you kind of? I mean, obviously, you were a top sports person. You know, going to Olympics, World Championships, Europeans. Did you? Do you enjoy all the showbiz I, stuff? I, I honestly loved every second of it, and uh, you know, this is your life was was a, a great thing to do because, you know, we, I really didn't have a clue hmm. until about. It was not, it was a half an hour before the show came on that I actually knew what was happening. Wow, um, so it, it was it was wonderful. And I, I mean, I've had a great life and I've been very very happy and very lucky. And um, you know, I spend a lot of time over here in Thailand at the moment. I can't get back because I've got to uh, all this bloody COVID crap. Um, and I don't, I, don't, I, I, I don't really want to do loads and loads of time sitting in my bedroom or you know sitting in the house for a long while. So. Mm. I decided to stay here. Um, I had a very serious operation a year and a half ago. Um, I had a new aorta put in. Wow. Um, um, so I'm 100% fit again. I'm cycling every day. I'm looking forward to doing this walk and um, sponsored uh, bike ride as well on August the 29th. Um, and I, I hope we can raise lots of money. At the moment, I, I honestly can tell all you and all the listeners that We've only we've only advertised this now for two days, and mm. already we've raised in excess of five thousand pounds. Brilliant! So wow. that's, that's great, fantastic. Well, look, Brian, we've, we've sent um, all the so we've sent that, all the details was... out. We've put them out on the website, and uh, we'll let people know about it. Good to talk, Joe. It all goes well, yeah. and uh, we will catch up with thank, you soon. Thank you for your 
support you. have been fantastic. Have a great radio show. Thank you. Cheers, Brian. Thanks, All Brian. the best. Thanks a lot. There's uh, the great Brian Jacks there, uh, Olympic bronze medalist, and sort of show off the back of superstars, uh, a huge celeb back in the uh, day. Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike's been in touch. They're definitely up for superstars coming back. Adama Traore, the nailed on winner. Oh, yeah, he would be good. <laughs> he oh, looks a fit that. lad. Guess I think the it's baby. Fair to say. And then here's Adama Traore. Baby? Guess the yeah. baby. Whose baby well, is what, this? You know, funny enough, um, I'm sure someone at uh, Channel 4, Channel 5 has written down whose baby, who owns the rights? Because it was a, you know, it was a, it was a big show, was it? They've done they've done things like it, you know. But it was yeah, it was a bit, it was a sort of oh, you know right. half an hour. That's when programs lasted half an hour. Didn't, Stop it! They didn't string them out for an hour. <laughs> um, uh, the but, box set of whose baby is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we are, another format that's uh, that's going to return anytime soon. I'm sure. Uh, we're going to be looking ahead to the German Super Cup very shortly, but also. <laughs> What's wrong? Sorry, a text saying a few months ago, I messaged in about Laser Quest. I mentioned I played with TalkSport's Darren Bent. Uh, what I didn't mention was his pure rage and aggression against a bunch of 10 and 11-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hold back. Well, next time we next time we see Darren, we'll, we'll run that past yeah, him. We will. You take Laser Quest too seriously. Go. Killer Instinct, elite sports person. Do you think Killer he turns Instinct. up in a kind of camouflage boiler suit? Do you think he's, he's just... His own laser. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Do people have their own flat case laser when they go there? Darren Bent Just does. plug me into the... The grid. <laughs> Pump action laser. <laughs> Benty's got. Uh, anyway, uh, Kevin Hatchard joins us shortly as, as crowds return slightly more sedately uh, to many European countries than they did uh, here at the weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Paul Smith, Rushton here on Talk Sport. We're amongst all the EFL action and more. We've got the German Super Cup tonight. Two giants of German football, Russia Dortmund, Bayern Munich, as it often is, go head to head. The cup winners uh, and the champions. Um, here to talk about that and the return of crowds to Germany and beyond is Kevin Hatchard. Hi, Kev. Afternoon. How are we, gents? Good, Good thank, thank you. you. Uh, it's it's, been, it's taking place in Dortmund, uh, a ground that holds about eighty five thousand people or so. But there's twenty five in, isn't there? They're, I think that they they're easing their way back in in the Bundesliga, and they are around other European countries. Yeah, that's right. And twenty five thousand is the max allowed. Uh, and obviously, Dortmund have, as you say, the capacity for a lot more than that. But they are just kind of gently easing their way in. It's not a unified approach in the sense that it's down to individual state health authorities to make the overall decisions. And the other thing to bear in mind is that that will change depending on how infection rates change. So if they go up and a state gets a little bit nervy about it, it may well be that the number of fans that are allowed in is reduced. And just an example of this, So Dortmund are allowed 25,000 in, but when Bayern have home games, they'll only be allowed 20,000 because the Munich Health Authority are being a little more strict. Um, The Super Cup, is this a a, a game that's taken seriously? Yes. Yeah, it is. And and one of the reasons it is, is because it's often the big two. It's often Mm. Dortmund against Bayern. I I think not including this, seven of the last nine, have been between Bayern and Dortmund. So it's always it's always a game that kind of feeds the rest of the narrative. It gives you an idea of where they're at uh, ahead of the title race, or in this case, obviously, we've had the first round of matches. And it's an opportunity, I think, tonight for Dortmund to really put down an early marker because they were ever so good at the weekend against Eintracht Frankfurt. Erling Haaland was ridiculous. Mm. Uh, two, two goals, three assists. He's already got a hat-trick in the cup. 
So he's looking razor sharp already. And if they could beat what looked a, you know, quite a shaky Bayern at times on Friday night in their one order at Borussia Mönchengladbach, if they could win that game, then I think that really would be a very important thing confidence-wise for Marco Rose's team. Uh, I wonder if um, Haaland will be playing against the team he'll be playing for next season. I mean, how how reluctant... I mean, they've done it before, of course, with, with a number of players, but how reluctant would... Dortmund be to sell to Bayern you think or would they just take well they wouldn't um, have a choice no because the the buyout clause is enacted isn't it next season absolutely I'd be massively surprised guys if he goes there for for a lot of reasons Mm. because look this has happened before you're absolutely right when Mario Goetze went there he had his release clause activated so Dortmund didn't really have a choice once that had been triggered it was up to him and what people forget about that move is that he was a Bayern fan as a kid and he wanted the chance to work with Pep Guardiola and he wanted the chance to, to, go, to, Dor- to, to go to Bayern and, and play for trophies and, and what have you. So that was a move that wasn't popular, but in some ways it made sense. The Lewandowski thing hurt a lot more, I think, because a year before his contract was due to end, he agreed this move to Bayern. Although you could never say he didn't try in that last season for Dortmund. He was actually brilliant for them mm. in that last year. So you could never doubt his professionalism. I think this is a little different because... Holland's going to have so many options. And I think if he wants to leave Germany or if he wants to leave Dortmund, the reason is he wants to take the next step in his career. And it doesn't feel to me like Bayern is the next step in his career. I'd be surprised if he doesn't go to Spain or England. Yeah, I was just thinking, I mean, do you, do you think that, and there's no way of knowing the answer to this, Kev, I'm not sure why I'm asking, but Manchester City, <laughs> might, Manchester City might wait a year because Haaland is so good and not by Harry Kane and just wait for Haaland. Or I don't know if you've heard that he is more interested in a, a big Spanish side, perhaps. The problem they've got, City, is that there are no guarantees here. And I think Haaland and Minoraola have been very, very careful not to lean in one particular direction publicly. So Real Madrid, for example, have got an interesting situation because they could wait, do nothing now, although there's been talk of going for Kylian Mbappe now. But what they could do is they could wait a year, make sure they're in a financial position whereby they could bring in Mbappe on a free and get Haaland in the same window and pair those two together, which would be absolutely extraordinary. So... There are so many clubs that could get him because the release clause is 75 million euros. And obviously there's a huge amount in wages and what have you. But I think City would be taking an awful risk if they did wait for a year. Yeah, and also, of course, there's the other uh, theory that everybody puts forward that till you get one more year out of Cavani, he leaves uh, Manchester United and he goes to join Uncle Ole. You know, this, the, the family yeah. link through, through his dad. You know, good friends with the United manager. And that feels like another good fit. You can, you can sort of paint these pictures with a few clubs, can't you? Yeah, and let's not forget as well, one of the biggest draws for him to Old Trafford that wasn't there last time United were interested in him, mm. is one of his best mates, yeah. Jason Sancho. Yeah. You know, they, they have a real click and, and they play brilliantly together on the field. They got on really well off the field. And it would not surprise me if United lean heavily on Sancho in trying to charm him and get him to Old Trafford. So I think that's a live runner. I think City obviously is, and they've been interested in him for a long time. Chelsea have just brought in Romelu Lukaku. So you would think 
Maybe that puts them back a little bit, but there'll be so many clubs interested. Um, just looking at Bayern, you know, they, 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 and I, you know, a lot of people read way too much into the first weekend of the season, but they didn't win. Are they in crisis, Kev? <laughs> Not quite crisis, but there are concerns because that game against Borussia Mönchengladbach, they had spells where they played well, and Jan Zoma was excellent in the Gladbach goal. But I thought in the second half they should have conceded at least one penalty. And they got a little bit fortunate in that regard. The Gladbach captain, Lars Stindl, was furious afterwards on TV. He felt that it should have been uh, at least one penalty. And I think the concern really about Bayern is the depth of the squad. Because that first eleven is still the best in Germany. There's no doubt about that. But once you go beyond that and you start to look at some of the guys they've got in places like right back, for example where Bounassar just hasn't done it for them and they've got kids in that position otherwise. There are a few concerns. And once the Champions League kicks in and once you're playing you know, a couple of games a week, then that squad's going to get really stretched. So I'll be interested to see if Bayern do any business between now and the end of the window. One guy they might bring in is Marcel Zabitzer from RB Leipzig because he's only got a year left on the deal. There's normally quite an entertaining game this with goal. So, uh, is it on UK TV? I was having a look around, having I a think flash around. Sky. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Oh, good. All right. Excellent. So, uh, and, and they've been taking kind of the world feed. So, uh, so, so I'll be popping up on there oh, now and again. We will look, uh, we'll look out for you. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting game because if you look at last season's games, they were firefights. You know, three, two, four, two. You had great comebacks, great goals. Really exciting play. Haaland scored in all three games against Bayern last season. Lewandowski's record against Dortmund is unbelievable since he left Dortmund for Bayern. So you've got two of the best strikers on the planet going head-to-head. Brilliant. Cheers, Kev. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. Uh, there's uh, Kevin Hatchard there looking at the German Super Cup and the latest on Haaland. Yeah, and maybe you'll go to Tranmere and join Harry Kane. <sighs> I mean, two of them up only front. a matter of time. The, 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 that would be great, wouldn't it? Just the, the, the Tranmere fans thinking, is this really happening? Pinch us. Uh, anyway. They didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> blow, wouldn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton here on TalkSport. You're telling us uh, this afternoon those re- reluctant uh, liaisons with your ex um, in light of the, the, the snooker last night. You all know what we're talking about. And um, some of the things you got up to whiling away some time on uh, sporting away days. Sometimes because we're going to be chatting to a fan who's got seven hours to kill him Barrow before the Exeter City game uh, this evening in the EFL. Yeah, Christian says, New Year's Day in Boston, Lincolnshire. Literally nothing to do. It was freezing. We just sat in McDonald's. In Doncaster, I think we spent a lot of the time in Toys R Us. Rest in peace, Toys R Us, yeah. says Christian. <laughs> well, Phil, I should have had a chat with uh, the, the person who just got in touch because uh, the National League North, says Phil, offers some rich pickings fitting in our time before matches. Blind Spartans, uh, I'm a fan of, and I've always been tempted by the Lawnmower Museum in Southport, and I went mm. to the Bubble Car Museum near Boston. Ah, wonderful. Yeah, what about that? So, Darren Dar- Dar- Goff has four lawnmowers. Is that enough for him to start? Four lawnmowers. Four lawnmowers. I bet he has a ride on. He has. He? I think he has two sit-ons yeah. and two pushy pushies. I believe yeah, they're the technical yeah. terms. Just in case the whole family want to want to mow the grass at the same that. time. That's you never know when that eventuality is going to happen. Four lawnmowers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby 
Max Rushton uh, here on TalkSport. You're telling us about those uh, brushes with an X in mm. light of uh, the snooker. I have a bit of breaking night. news on mm. that point. Oh, yeah. uh, James, who got in touch about his friend Tom, who turned up for his driving test and to see his ex was the examiner. Yeah. And he didn't know if it was a pass or a fail. It's an awkward time, isn't it? <laughs> you want that test to be short. Yeah. Fail. They ended up arguing the whole time and it ended early. <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, I was quite, quite surprised that, he, I mean, in some ways it might have been better to have said, should we just reschedule this? Mm. This is not going to work, is it? You've got to be professional. Yeah. You? I suppose, I yeah, yeah. I mean, And actually it's quite good. Sometimes, you know, um, I'm currently still in a loving relationship, but they don't all go, and sometimes, you know, they don't all, sometimes they get stale. Yeah. And then you get, in the car, that's quite probably quite a good practice. If you're good at driving mm. while under the stress of a relationship breakdown, then you'll be good at driving in happier times. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. But if your ex gets in a car and you're the examiner, mm. I mean, I'd love to know what the... We'll ask Paddy Power, what were the odds of you actually <laughs> passing that test? You'd have to put in a... Lewis Hamilton-style drive, wouldn't you, really? Well, not, not in not terms sure of the, the speed. Way to pass the not test, in terms of the speed. I meant in the competency of, uh, of driving. <laughs> I don't mean doing 180... Overtaken on that round 180 mile into a bend. <laughs> yeah. As Max Verstappen pulls up alongside, it wouldn't be a great idea. I went to the Community Shield game between Liverpool and Arsenal at Millennium Stadium, says uh, Steve from Hadley in Essex. When Hadjid Youth ran the game... Or, or so my mates told me, as we got there hours before the game, and being a student, I decided to make a bit of money by doing a miming act outside the ground. Are we buying this? <laughs> I'm just who's going to think. Who's gonna, which Arsenal and Liverpool fans are going to be <laughs> moved? In? What mime? Are you going to stand there? But it's, all, look, it's, a, it's not a wall. It looks like there's a wall there. Am I holding a balloon? <laughs> I'm pulling the rope. Here yeah. we are. And Steve, I think you've got a bit Things mad, went mate. so well, says Steve. Yeah. Do you believe I decided that? to stay outside. Yeah, Steve, you don't believe that? Steve dreamt it. Why would he oh, text us? I don't know. I mean, if you've lie. made that up, Steve, I mean, I, I, I've got no idea Does why. Does anybody remember a mime artist yeah. that, really, you, that really moved you before you went to the Community Shield? Mm. Between who was it? Arsenal-Liverpool? <laughs> Arsenal-Liverpool. you walking up? at the Millennium Stadium and you were just walking there and you think, you know, I'm up for this yeah. game. It's, you know, it's, I know it's a sort of glorified friendly, but I'm interested to see how the team play. Hang on a second. That, yeah. He is really superb. I haven't seen mime like that since. <laughs> <laughs> since when? Uh, it must have been a quiet day in the Mundo Deportivo office, the Spanish newspaper the other day. Yes. Um, I mean, you wouldn't think it would be that quiet at the moment with Barcelona in meltdown and the start of La Liga. Yeah, something's but, happening. But what happened was uh, they decided to put a story out suggesting that at some point uh, Florentino Perez, the, uh, the president, tried to join the Premier League. Uh, this was the order. He wanted Real Madrid in the Premier League and right. if we said no, he was going to have a word with the Bundesliga and then Serie A in Italy. Okay. Um, and um, Mundo Deportivo put this out. I'm sure they stand the story up. They mm-hmm. have good sources as, as a, a, a respected newspaper. But um, Real Madrid said, given the information published by Mundo Deportivo, Real Madrid wants to make it clear that it is completely false. I well, just love that, that phone call to Richard Master saying, can we join your club? Would he, would would he you take like? the stadium? Would he move it? Would he find a part of the UK that sort of... That, that there's a... There a isn't. There isn't a, a grand space. There's no real Premier League and Real Madrid could move there. Yeah, it does sound a fairly bonkers story, but the idea. Oh eight seven one seven. Real Madrid. In though, no, I'm, I'm only kidding. It's not happening. Well, it Cost quite a lot to fly the Bernabeu. Yeah, bring it to the UK. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti's been tweeting today. Actually, Has he? Um, I've translated this uh, from Spanish. Cristiano is a Real Madrid legend. Mm. He has all my love and respect. 
I have never considered signing him. We look forward. Yeah, there's a story doing the rounds today that uh, the the man one is PSG. They're suggesting. What are they doing now? Well, that's Cristiano Ronaldo for PSG uh, or Manchester United or Real Madrid, maybe. Play him holding midfield. What are they going to do with him? Yeah. (laughs) Can you do centre back? You get older, you go back, don't they? We're going to have a chat with Darren Lewis in a few minutes, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, looking at transfers. Aubameyang to Barcelona. I mean. Hello? But where's the money coming from? Maybe Mary uh, Darren can shed some light on that. Uh, we're also looking at Zoom at West Ham, some of the other stories uh, of the day. Uh, later on, we will catch up with an Exeter fan who has gone to Barrow, got seven hours to kill him Barrow before his team played. And don't forget, we are around the grounds with Adrian Durham tonight. He's very much looking forward to being at uh, Wimbledon's new Plough Lane uh, this evening. So uh, around the grounds with Adrian uh, and uh, we've got a live commentary for you. Millwall Fulham, we'll have a chat with uh, Ian Danter. He's alongside the former QPR winger and uh, neighbour of Andy Jacobs, Jamie Mackey. Uh, did you know that? Do they get Jamie, on? Do they, they, do, they get on well? Do yeah, they? Yeah, they often get a little bit. Yeah, they pop they, over for then, drinks? Or um, is it, have they got a spare set of keys? Always let on to I think Jamie's moved out now, but he, he lived he lived near Andy, and oh. uh, Jamie was aware of that. He'd see him out and about now and again. So, uh, But yeah, so uh, hopefully you'll get a few uh, J- Andy Jacobs uh, stories of him banging on the wall when Jamie's music was too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Just furious rage yeah, when England lose their seventh could, wicket. Jamie sang, oh, yeah, the cricket was on, I could hear a lot of swearing. I, I was quite worried. So uh, yeah, anyway, that's all coming up. Oh. Before oh, that, yes. I was just say Daz has, been in, Daz has been in touch saying, my only petrol mower, only one, Daz, I mean, embarrassing, my only petrol mower packed up last week. I now have a forlorn mower like God. Yeah. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, we, the, the breaking news today, apart from Harry Kane joining Tranmere Rovers, mm. is which has kind of gone under the radar on the station a bit. We've not even had the breaking I news. I thought there. Jim would have covered it. Or did it. I mishear you? I, you, no, I don't think I, so. Okay. I, I'm Standing sure. by it. Uh, is that Darren Goff's got four lawnmowers. Mm. Four. Two of them ride on two. Are they both petrol? Has he got a, has he got a battery one? That's a very good question. I presume one is a hodder you know, not even electric, yeah. just in case. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. One a huge power cut. Got a long cable on yeah, it, exactly. as Goff, he says. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Yeah. Robert's been in touch to say Guildford is calling out for a Premier League team. A Spectrum Sports Centre could squeeze Real Madrid in. Yeah, uh, nice Andy room. was saying yesterday what a feat of engineering squeezing in the new Brentford mm. Stadium is oh, to yeah. where that is. He said it's, it's, it's it? amazingly designed. They've, they've said you basically walk out of the ground, you're on the platform to get home. Is there somebody who opens their front door now and it's just stadium? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> hang on a second. I wonder. Open it turnstile. What, what was, I was reading at the weekend, the great thing about going to Griffin Park was, as we all know, a, a pub on every corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, often, apparently, frequented pre-match before Terry Hurlock and Stan Bowles in their pomp. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that was one of the great joys of going to Griffin Park, uh, choice of pubs. But, but as as people did with West Ham, a lot of the West Ham fans would uh, have a drink in the normal watering holes, then head down to, to the, the, the London Stadium. Uh, a lot of people just went to their normal pubs, uh, or the ones that they could around, yeah, keep around the ground. Yeah, good idea. Go back to their old places and, and then and then venture to the ground afterwards. I talked about it on Sunday, but honestly, and on Saturday, that long throw, I mean, that was heaven. That was footballing heaven yeah. for me. Had everything. <laughs> yeah. Letting it bounce, one player really wanting it, the rest of them just going, mm, I'm not really, I don't, I don't really fancy heading this ball. <laughs> just let it go in. And they're not even complaining afterwards. It looked, yeah. could have been a foul, but not even moaning about it. So, have you watched much A League? Have you um, have you watched a bit of it before? What's that, what would you say the standard is? 
Um, I think it's actually not too bad. If Cambridge United were in the A League, do you think would they win it? Would they romp oh, it? But with Wes, Wes Hulan <laughs> went to, actually went to the A League and injured his ankle. That's why he right. came back. Mm. Now I don't think it's too bad. There are some really interesting. There's always in every club. There's like one player who's sort of had quite a good. EFL career and yeah. oh that's where he is you know, it's like Craig Noon or Adam LaFondra there's always just like at every club they've got someone Yeah, and then there's kind of like a there's like a tricky South American at every club mm-hmm. who's just kind of who's about 36 but he's having a wonderful time and then the goalkeepers are either like 16 years old or they're like they look like the dad in like American soap operas. He's way too. He's only about two years older than the kids, but yeah. looks incredibly tanned mm. and just really just carrying a little bit, but really kind of happy there. It's quite a fun league. It's yeah. quite fun. Yeah. Will you will you take some games in? Where you go? Who's the big Melbourne side? Who are they, who, who you like? Well, to I'm follow? a Western United fan. Oh, you gave, Ed Cavalier is quite a famous broadcaster. They gave me a shirt. Right. And I thought they were in the middle of Melbourne. They're actually in. Uh, Geelong. Oh, oh okay. that's away. a bit I'm of a schlep, isn't it? That. But once you've got your shirt, what can you do? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we go but, along. It'd be nice. But but obviously for the weekend shows, you know, I'm not lying that I'm not in Australia, but I'm not making a big thing of it. No. So I'll just be watching. I'll be it'll, I'll be completely focused. The fear is that I turn Australian. So I start talking. If I start saying "strew," if you start <laughs> so if you start saying "yeah, look" and "no look," <laughs> yeah, then I'm afraid exactly. you're banned. Or if I just go up at the end of the <clears throat> sentence, if I say it's autobiography wars, the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Well, just a reminder, kick off with Adrian Durham, taking you around the grounds of the EFL this evening. Uh, radio's most comprehensive live football build-up starts. TalkSport 2 from 6 o'clock. All the action from 7 on TalkSport. Adrian's going to be live at uh, Plough Lane, of course. Now, Wimbledon have returned there. I know he's very much looking forward to... Uh, I've not been... I'm going to the old place to watch Spurs. That was always uh, quite... Uh, yeah, so it was a very lively game. It was Wimbledon, the crazy gang in there, pump, really. So it was always quite... How football should be played. Quite lively in those days. Um, but the new ground sounds fantastic. It's a brilliant feat that they're, they are back there. And Adrian will be uh, checking it out uh, this evening. We've got live commentary of Ian Danter of Millwall versus Fulham in the Championship over on TalkSport 2. Jamie Mackey alongside him. We'll catch up with Dance and look ahead to, to tonight in the Championship and beyond. Um, Barrow are playing Exeter. They are, yeah. And uh, 11th uh, v 20th. Yeah, in nice. League Two. Who's, who's occupying 11th at the moment? Barrow. Barrow, okay. Yeah. So uh, 20th in the league, but still not put off by the prospect of another tough night a long way from home. Roger Hamilton Kendall is part of the hardy band of uh, Exeter fans that have uh, taken the five-hour, 40-minute train ride to uh, the uh, to the Barrow match. And he joins us now. Uh, good afternoon, Roger. Hello, good afternoon. Roger, you're, uh, you got there early, we understand. Yeah, um, my, my uh, mate, uh, Paul, we, uh, we left in the car at 7 o'clock from Exeter this morning. We... We uh, we had a good run. Took about five hours. Um, we found a few pubs and some friends as well. Friends of ours left at one o'clock in the morning on a sleeper. <laughs> uh, two two of them here now. They're staying the night with us and um, bumped into three three others. So there's seven of us now. Oh, nice <laughs> so one. We're, so, we're growing, growing in numbers. I was going to say it's good of your mate to be designated driver, but you boys are staying over and uh, and and setting off back home tomorrow, are you? Yeah, look, we're going to stay tonight. Mm. Um, otherwise, we'll be getting about four or five o'clock in the morning, which yeah. is um, 
you know, a bit silly, isn't it? How, um, how, how much have you been looking forward to away days, given what we've all been through the last year and a half or so? Um, it's it, it's the um, meeting up with friends. We, there's a lot of friends we haven't seen for a long time. We've, mm. we've got supporters that live all over the country. Um, we, we just haven't seen them. We, you know, we're, we're friends. It's, it's one big family. And uh, away games, you meet up and you socialise. It, it, it's great to, to be doing what we were doing 18 months ago. It's, it, it, it's, a, it's a routine. It's, um, it's, it's life for a lot of people and, and, and it's getting back to normal. Yeah. I was saying, I was saying yesterday, Roger, the, the other aspect of it was where we sit at Tottenham, there are some people of a certain age, and I suppose you could count me in that bracket, but, you know, there was a bit of, trep- uh, you know, trepidation that you could go back there and find that they're not there anymore mm. and, and fear the worst. And that's the other aspect of it. We've been away for 18 months during a pandemic. Sadly, a lot of people have, have lost their lives, and there was, there's always that slight fear that people you always take for granted that will be sitting near you or you'll be seeing on away days like this, you know, aren't there anymore. Yeah, it, it, it is sad. I mean, I do know a couple of people that uh, aren't with us anymore, sadly. Um, it's, um, you know, it's, it's people that have decided to do other things as well. You know, mm, yeah. um, they've had 18 months to get new hobbies and you know, they've given up on football perhaps and done other things. So it's um, it, it's very difficult. It's, gonna, it's, it's a long process, I think, but... Um, uh, capacity is down as well, so not everyone can get tickets to games. But uh, it's it's um, it's it's on, onwards and upwards, I think. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There, there's something about mm. being a lower league fan, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you feel <coughs> this that mm. that um, I don't envy people who support one of the big four because your expectations are so high. I imagine an Exeter fan and you're, you know, you're normally there or thereabouts and you've been up and out of the league and back in the mm. league. I know you're not, you beat us in the playoff final. Well, that must be 10 years ago now or something, but, but like your expectations, you know, the result actually doesn't really matter, does it? Or does it to you? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we, we, we go away expecting to win every game, but we don't, obviously. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, I, I can remember watching Exeter Back in the 80s, when I was younger, and if we scored a goal, it was like a victory. If we, I, I went one whole complete season, and we didn't, uh, we didn't win an away game. And you know, we, we apply for re-election nearly every other year, and just just to win away away was was a victory. It was it was like a you know, a, a miracle. Um, we've we've improved tenfold in the last sort of five, six, ten years. I don't know. We we. We've got, um, got got better infrastructure. The club fans fans run our club. We're debt free. We've got a good youth system. Great um, a great setup now at Exeter. Mm. And you haven't done uh, anything. You haven't done anything today that we got our listeners to suggest <coughs> ideas for you. You've, mm. you've not done any spying on nuclear submarines or the um, Lauren Hardy Museum. Lauren Hardy or gone to Laser Quest. It sounds like you've just been in the pub all no. afternoon, Roger. Is that um, fair? We, we we got here for. Twelve o'clock. We found a, a, a submarine in a pub. Ah, but, um, a submarine. You think you're seeing one? Clearly, <laughs> they started early. Well, we're sinking, sinking a few pints. Yeah, oh, hey, yeah. fantastic. So it's it's nice that we can talk to you because uh, our assistant producer Jamie, who's a Watford fan, is looking after us today. Had our producer been here, he's a Torquay fan. He, would, he wouldn't have had you on. He would have put his foot down. So uh, it's a bit a bit of bad blood between you and Torquay. Well, not really. I mean, Torquay's like. Beating your younger brother at Superior. I mean, I've, I've got rivals, 
our rivals, the Plymouth, you know, they, they, those people from Cornwall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we, we don't like them and they don't like us. And Torquay's, um, you know, we play Torquay when we can't play Plymouth, basically. Yeah, so, so basically calling Torquay an irrelevance. Yeah, sort of pity, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, I can hear the pity in his voice. I, 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 well, we're at Home Park, Cambridge tonight. I'll try and do you lot a favour. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you? Okay, well, fantastic. Not, I mean, I'd have a lot no, of control we, over we things. Enjoy, we enjoy our derbies, and, and, and we, you know, we were quite gutted, Torquay. All City fans I've been chatting to were gutted that Torquay didn't come up. Um, basically, we've now got a long trip to Hartlepool as well, so, you know. Barrow's a long trip, so is Artlepool. But oh, you know, yeah. we, we, would, we, we would have liked talking to come up, to be honest, because we, we haven't got many local local games down our way. Um, a, a local derby's like um, 300 miles away. Well, so, uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your day in the pub and uh, enjoy the game tonight. Safe, safe journey back. Um, and uh, I, I keep, I keep a bit of an eye out for Exeter yeah, because of the, the great oh, Steve yeah. Perryman was with you for years. So, uh, yeah, and I uh, always like to see him do well. So, enjoy it tonight. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much, Roger. Okay, take care. There we are, Roger Hamilton Kendall, six hundred and sixty miles. Uh, Exeter to watch absolutely uh, no Laser Quest. I mean, Darren Bent yeah. could have been at Barrow Laser Quest today. Yeah. I mean, if 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 everybody who goes to an away down spends all the build up in the pub got in touch, we'd just be reading those for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Be really, yeah. I normally, just go to the pub. Exactly. That most people Chat do. Away, really. we're not interested in those. Um, so uh, this comes from Dennis in St Helens. Oh. Said, um, if the police arrested that mime artist outside the Millennium Stadium, would they advise him that he had the right to remain silent? Is that is that? What, <laughs> do you do that in the old stand-up set, Dennis? That's I very enjoyed good. That, Dennis, that I like good. that. We like that. Um, so um, stuff you got up to on uh, sporting away days that wasn't just spending all day in the pub. Maybe you took in the local museum, bit of Laser Quest, whatever it was. When you've got, um, you know, Roger's got seven hours to kill, but he's just in the pub. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. And now Paul Stu Haler has claimed the world record Mm -hmm. uh, of eating the most number of Jaffa cakes in three minutes. Wow. At the George Pub in Stockton-on-Tees in County Durham. Uh, Do you want to have a guess? How many Jaffa cakes in three minutes? Three minutes Jaffa cakes. Three minutes Jaffa cakes. I don't know if there was any who was allowed to drink water at the time. I'm a big fan of competitive eating Mm -hmm. as a sport. How many do you think you could do? I, I don't know. I don't think I'll be any good at it. I just okay. I think as believe, a, in your, as a believe in yourself, Paul. Let me think. If it's going to be a world record, mm-hmm. quite cloying, aren't they? I suppose they are you've a got bit. Um, dry. Yeah, although uh, that's sort of moist. The little orange section is moist. Three minutes, um, fifty. Okay. Um, uh, uh, no lower. Okay. Um, forty. Lower. Not two. <laughs> it's more than it's more than two. Imagine if it between was two. two and forty. Do you want me to give you the answer, Paul? It uh, feels no, like... go on. I'll have another go. I'll have another go. This it's a it's a quiz show that Andy and I try to get away called Have Another Guess. Yes, which okay. was the, until somebody got it right. It could be there for hours. Oh no, it's a great uh, idea. Yeah. I, think it's really, I, I thought that with the baby, whose baby is it? Whose baby? There should be no questions. Yeah. Someone should walk out holding the baby, and the mm. panel of experts going to be Bobby Davro. 
you know, someone from Love Island yeah. and, and a newsreader, Angela Rippon, yeah. and they will just keep guessing celebrities until they, until guess until they get it. And is. if the show is 17 hours long, it is. You can only shout is. Winston Churchill so many times mm. at a two-month-old. <laughs> it, it's not that. Um, that's not the way it worked. You'd have an old... You know, It was called Who's Baby? Yeah. But obviously the kids... You'd often get an 11-year-old. Right, Sorry, we, we were talking about this earlier on. Yeah. It was a TV show yeah. that, that may or may not come back. Brian Jacks was on it. You did ask. Um, mm. But it would be like a 12-year-old kid or maybe a 16-year-old right. and an eight. So they'd answer question. It wasn't a baby. I feel like you're playing for time over the Jabba um, Gate guess. 28. Higher. Oh, 34. Higher. 36. Yes, you got oh, it. Well okay. done. Fantastic. There we are. Correct in six. Paul Hawksby, but, uh, you win. Well done to I Stu. I mean, look, no, Stuart is, I mean, it's good. I've never tried to eat a lot of Jaffa cakes in three minutes, but that, I mean, I mean there are different I'm, tactics, obviously. Do you do the same number a minute or do you try and get 20 in the first minute and then slow yeah. down with the Jaffa cakes? Mm. Um, I, I don't know. You don't know, do you? <laughs> I don't. No, as I said, I'm I not an expert. I finally found his Achilles here. I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert. But uh, I only found out yesterday, it everybody else knew, that um, Jamie Vardy owns a football club in America. You, you, it was a story that was about a month old. I said to the producer... It's not into Miami, is it? It's not. Okay. No, no. It's um, Rochester Rhinos. I'm sure all the Leicester fans know. It's been a big deal up in Leicester, but... Um, for some reason, that's what they led with because he scored the winner against um, Wolves. What a finish that was! Um, as well. Maybe because it was an animal-related thing, and he right, did the howling. I, see. I didn't they know that. And he owns. He, yeah, he's bought a football club in the states, uh, a sort of a minor club called Rochester Rhinos. Maybe oh. with a view to to building them up. I don't know. That's so, good for him. Maybe we'll find out a bit more about it. If you didn't know, and I have, didn't know. Good to have interest outside of football, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what? But another football. <laughs> another football club. Yeah, that that's very true. Uh, anything else you want to share with the class or have you basically existed, uh, exhausted all your vignettes as you call a them a bungling bank robber mm. handed cashiers a note demanding cash but they couldn't read his writing yeah that's a great shame for him isn't it pensioner Alan Slattery f- fled empty handed from the bank in Eastbourne East Sussex because staff were left baffles it's baffled. It said staff at the bank later managed to read the note. Your screen won't stop while I've got hand over the tens and twenties, but they just couldn't read it. It's just a very sitcom moment going, yeah. I'm really sorry. I don't know what, I mean, you could probably guess what a bank robber wanted, mm. couldn't you? But maybe he just wanted change. So they couldn't <laughs> They couldn't give him the right thing. So I don't bring it back to sport. You can do that. Andy can do that on Friday. I don't well, know. Look, maybe that's not about it. We, we, somebody get the listeners going this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Samuel Luckhurst on uh, Twitter oh, this today is good, yes. said, popped into the Manchester United megastore to get my son the new away shirt with Varane on the back. Alas, they have run out of Vs in the right size. So he's getting Greenwood instead. That's the fickle nature in, in which... you just get Aran and have the V added <laughs> later yeah i suppose look they've not run out of these uh, full stop they've run out of these in that size right, for the okay. kid's shirt couldn't they have just had a massive v <laughs> <laughs> that would look that would look quite would nice. Look nice sometimes some of those fonts you know when you go down you're looking for a more exciting font yeah. on your word processing page or whatever it is on and you sometimes get one that has the big capital letter yeah sort of like a roman thing the, the weird good. the weirdest font at the moment is the arsenal font which uh, adidas have put on which is kind of like something from eternal on the side of the red baron's plane in the first world war it's, <laughs> oh, i mean right. it's quite funky and quite okay. i mean but I'm, it's the sort of thing that you'd normally run past the club and they'd say 
Now, can we have a, a you know a bit more of a we base? Want, come on, give They've us aerial. Give it. Yeah, we don't just, want. We, we just want something very yeah. simple. Proxima new, but not winning. Look, I'm not saying it doesn't look good, but okay. it, it's it's quite a bold font in terms of of, uh, of lettering. But um, running out of letters in the club shop, have you experienced that? Did you ever have to compromise? I'm sure if if Samuel's lad uh, now suddenly becomes like Greenwood's his favourite player and not Varane, um, you know that's the way it's been shaped. You know, so deciding who to put on the shirt can can have consequences. Maybe some so someone put a call into Varane and say, could you possibly drop the V? <laughs> From you, like, could you go to we'll take you to the deed poll office. It yeah, could just be Raphael Aran. Yeah, that would be really useful just for the rest of the season. So uh, somebody in 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 response to that tweeted glazers out. But I mean, of all the things that you want the glazers out for, running out of V's in that particular size for a kid's shirt would probably be well down the list. Well, there's some think. sort of joke about glazers and V's and things, but I'm not going to no, 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 stick to that level. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow from one, won't we? I hope so, God yeah. willing. Penultimate show. Yeah, together. Max's penultimate For now. show. For now. That's yeah. right. Yes, never say never. Never say never. Um, but, uh, yeah, join myself and Max tomorrow. If you can't, the podcast will be available at around 4.30. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.